to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Is risen upon you. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Beautiful. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Lift up your two hands and surrender to Him. Father, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that you pour, pour upon us today, Lord. Let your word be anointed. Let our ears and our hearts and our minds be anointed, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit take control over our being, Lord, to hear your word, to receive your word, to be directed by your word. Heal us through your word, O oh God. Let it be an experience of your anointed and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for your great presence and your great power in our midst today. I give you thanks. I give you praise. I celebrate you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your great help. Thank you for bringing us this far, Lord. It's by your message. It's by your blessing. It is your doing, Lord. None other but you. You have done it. And you continue to do it. Be praised. Be praised. Be exalted, O God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody shall say, Amen. Say another Amen. And say a final Amen. God bless you. Take your seats in His presence. Beautiful. Are you excited to be in church today? Is church exciting for you? Well, uh, when I got here, I realized the seriousness of Father's Day. So, um, I had to quickly change my message for today to a Father's Day message. I had forgotten that you preach about Father's Day on Father's Day. And um, when I got here, I heard Pastor Edmund preaching powerfully. And I saw the decorations. I said, hey, it's serious. Do you know how sometimes you, you get to a place and realize that the thing is more serious than you had planned? So I had to rearrange, rearrange my thoughts. Rearrange my thoughts and, you know, and say to myself that, look, you have to observe all protocols and, res- and respect all protocols that... You can't go to a church when they are celebrating Father's Day and then you have come, you said that they should not backslide. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not the right thing to do, you know. Then just as I was coming out, then Bishop also called me. He said, when he also turned on his phone, he saw a lot of messages about Happy Father's Day. He said, yes, I forgot it. I said, the same thing is happening to me here. <laughs> I'm about to go and preach and I can see that it's a serious Father's Day thing. 
He said, well, all the best. <laughs> so, I had to reorganize my thoughts, you know, to find a Father's Day message for you today. Yes. So that you can. Otherwise, me, I was coming to, I was coming to connect you more. What has been on my mind and my heart is to connect you, is to glue you. I need to glue you to Jesus and to the things of God. But they said Father's Day, so we'll use another type of glue. It's still gluing, but you see that at the end you are still glued to the things of God. Hallelujah. So the title of my message is A Father's Honor. Okay. Yes, the Father's honor. Yes, it's it's um, it's like it's like saying it's like saying a father's gift. What you give to somebody, or give to someone, you know, you don't want to take away from somebody what is due him and what you're supposed to give him. Um, some, sometimes we miss out on we miss out on recognizing people because. We don't, do, we don't do what we have to do to prove our recognition and our acknowledgement of um, what they are. I mean, it's like when you wake up, when you wake up in the morning and you don't pray. It's like you have no God. You are, you, are, you are close to an unbeliever. You know, a prayerless Christian is close to an unbeliever. Because what else will make a difference between a believer, a believer, and an unbeliever? The main thing will be prayer. That believers pray. Believers have a God. I mean, we really have a God. You know, um, the other day, there was a football match where this young man collapsed suddenly on the, on the, on the field. He just, he just fell. He had cardiac arrest, as we discovered later. And the commentators and the pundits and the people were there they, they, one of them actually said it that I mean I, I don't I don't believe in God I'm not religious but it's like he said that he said that when you see such things it gets you thinking yes he said it makes you think he said, you could see that what he wants to say is that it makes you think about eternity but he doesn't even know that there's eternity so he doesn't he doesn't even know what he means by what he's even thinking about but he said it makes you think. It makes you think. And then you say, there's someone, someone uh, another, another person just says something like, look, we have, to, we have to thank God. Then another one said that I'm, I'm not religious, but with such situations, you see that there's somebody up there who needs help. You know, you see that they are, they are, everybody's trying to say something in a, in a moment where you don't, you don't have anything, you don't know what to say. So I'm saying to us that, I'm saying to us that a prayerless life, a prayerless life is a life that almost, almost puts you, if it doesn't, it puts you next to an unbeliever. Because it's like you just live, you don't, there's no recognition of anybody or anything that is there. And in the same way, see, you can, you can also, you can also live your life with the father or fathers that he can give you. I mean, um, the main father we have is our father that is in heaven. 
you know, before he has also given us fathers here on earth. He's given you your biological father. Because your biological father has given us a father in this church. I mean, in this, in this church, he's also given us a father. We have a father that. But you see, with, with all these things, you can easily, sometimes you go, you go to the home, if you meet someone's father, that's if you, have, if you had an earthly father. Some people don't have an earthly father. Um, or, or their earthly fathers are not involved in their lives. I mean, it happens in life. It happens. It's there. It's not your fault. Yes, it's not your fault that your father is not there or your father. I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know whether it's your mom's fault or it's your father's fault. I don't know whose fault it is. It's going to start, it's going to start a long discussion just now. I mean, who did what, who didn't do what, who, who was there, who wasn't there, who said what, who didn't say what to who, who did. I mean, all, all sorts of, all sorts of bizarre. So let's just read the Bible, okay? Let's read, let's read the Bible. Just read the Bible. As you are there, you just apply it to yourself. Apply it to yourself to the best of your ability. Because sometimes people also say that, eh, my father is not there. My father is this. My father, my father is that. My father is like this. My daddy is this. Daddy is this. Then on their wedding day, then you are looking for him to walk you down the aisle. Yes. On your wedding day, you are looking for him and you are doing everything possible just, just for the show. Yes. Because you just want to, you just want to prove to the world that you two, you have one. That you have used. You just want to use him. Yes, but apart from that, if really you can find him, you can find him on your wedding day. That means you can find him on other days. Like a day like today, you can find him. You can find him and send him a message or whatever. No matter what he is, no matter what he hasn't done. You know, what he hasn't done and what he didn't do and what he did, that and what he, you know, all, all your stories. But if it is your wedding, you will find him. And said, you, suddenly, suddenly you become this sweet, this sweet daughter. This sweet daughter and say, say, say all the good things that you've been taught in church. We've been taught to honor our fathers. It will really be a great honor to have you to um, walk me down the aisle. Um, daddy, could you, would you make it, Daddy? I could even buy you a suit. Wow. You know? You say all the things. So all, all I'm saying is that just as you need him on that day, why don't you look for him? On other occasions as well. See, happy birthday. I hear it's, today is your birthday. It's happy birthday. You know? And just live your life. Yes. Because your, your mom will know his birthday. So, yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Oh, it's Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. To the man I'm told is my father. Merry Christmas to you. Because, you see, there's a certain power that is derived, that is derived from having, if you like, even a civil relationship with the person who is your father. All the problems he has with your mom, be it known unto you, that is none of your business. Be it known unto you. No matter what your mother says, no matter what your mother says, yes, be it known unto you, that is none of your business. Yes. Because if, if, you've grow, if you are a little old, if you're a little old, you will know how a child is made. And when you know how a, a child is made, then you would know the relationship that existed between the two of them before it turned bitter. Okay. As you have come to join the bitter thing, you have come to join from the bitter end, and you are trying to fight along. You are not, you are not attracting blessings and good things into your life. So you should know that these are two lovers. I mean, they really liked each other. 
Yeah. Whether it was on the bus or on the train at the bus store, wherever they did it, they did it. Oh, you don't understand my preaching. Yes. 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 Maybe afterwards it's true. He didn't do well, didn't do this. That's what has made mommy the way she is and all that. But so you you can't get involved. Because it's not it's not you. It's the two of them. It's the two of them. You can't take somebody's battle and say that, look, somebody's bitterness and I'm also bitter. What a shock. Hey. Look. Find some coke and drink. It's sweet. Okay. Anyway, anyway that, that, was, that was just a joke. But, but I'm saying to us that there are, there are some things that you give. That's what, I just want to call it my, my, my message, if harvest honor. What is due to the father, you give to him. And mothers, don't teach your children to hate their fathers. Don't teach it. Yes. Even if you are angry, keep, keep it and protect them. Because for them, it's their father, it's not their boyfriend. For you, for you, it was your boyfriend. For them, it was their, it's their father. So you have to also, you know, know the difference. You have to know the difference. You know the difference is you protect your child from curses and from problems and from issues. So yeah, he has to know. When you are talking, when you are talking, maybe you don't say that, you say, my boyfriend. You say, oh, my boyfriend, my boyfriend did this to me, this, but because to you, it's your boyfriend, but to him or to her, it's her father. The relationship is different. There are two different relationships. Or you, or you don't, you don't, Appreciate what I'm saying. You appreciate what I'm saying. Yes. And so, so how can you join your mother to quarrel with her boyfriend? Yes. When her boyfriend is your father. Oh, you don't understand boyfriend. A friend who is a boy. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. When you're, when you're upset with your children's father, don't include the children. Don't have a meeting with the children and discuss their father with them. You are you're a very low kind of person. Find your age group. Find your age group and your colleague and to make that complaint about your children's father. Not the children. Let the children come. Let daddy look like a star because it was a star in your eyes when you were doing that thing at the, at the bus stop or wherever you did it. Yes. London Bridge. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where they did it. I don't know where, I don't know where they were. I wasn't there. Yes. I wasn't there. Yes. Or say nothing. When you have something to say, call your friend. And discuss. Because a lot of children are poisoned and affected by speech. Because when you talk to a person, you say, the person is very young. You wonder, where, where do you know all these things from? Where do you know all this? How do you become so polluted and twisted? Because of what mommy has been saying. 
He's a useless man. He's a foolish man. Maybe it's true. I don't know. I'm not here to defend any man. Maybe it's true. He is, but she doesn't need to know. He's useless. He's foolish. He's this. Oh. <laughs> hey. Okay. Romans chapter 13. Wow. Your church, when you come, there's upstairs. People can climb upstairs. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It says that let let every, let every what? Let every, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Verse 2. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and, and they that resist shall receive them to themselves damnation. Verse 3. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt pray, have praise of the same. Verse 4. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Verse 5. Wherefore, wherefore must needs be subject, wherefore ye must, must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. It's a beautiful passage, isn't it? Verse 6. For this cause pay ye tribute also. For they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Then verse 7. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, and then honor to whom honor. Okay, so render therefore. To all their dues. It's like anybody and everybody that you owe something to, give that thing to the person. And I'm sure, I'm sure we all know that the scripture says that honor your honor your father and honor your mother. You understand? So what you owe, in other words, what you owe your father is honor. So that's what I'm talking to you about. A father's honor. A father's honor. So how do you honor your father? Number one. Number one. Different ways. So that, you, so that you will see when you are taken away from him. Because when you are taken away from someone, you don't realize that you are taking something away from the person. Like even a brief chat before I started reading verses. You can see that there's a way that you can take something away from a, a father without realizing that you've taken something. Even you've even taken something away from your child. Your child no longer has eyes of respect for a father or has never had it. And I'm not saying he's a good father. I'm not saying he's a good father. I mean, there are fathers that are, I mean, terrible. They are real, terrible, poor fathers. Even born again Christians. Sometimes even in the same home. It's not like they've left, they've left and they've disappeared. They're in the house. They're in the house. They are in church. Mother and father and the church, everything. 
but he says he's, he's poor. If you are great, giving grades, A, B, C, D, E, F, I don't think you even get F. You get a U, ungraded. Yeah, you. You can't grade it because we don't know what you are doing. Yeah. In case you think, I think that all fathers are like some shining stars. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, that is not true. You know that is not true. If I, if I take that stance, some of you will switch off immediately because you know very well, you know what, you'll be thinking, he doesn't know. If only I could talk to him after the service, I'll tell him what I have in the house. But, hey, the scripture says that honor your father, not honor the good father. Yes. Or oh, honor the good mother. I mean, should I get on to mothers? No, it's not Mother's Day, isn't it? So I shouldn't go there. We should stay with the fathers. Yes. Let's stay. Let's stay with the fathers. Yes. This is when I'm officiating weddings and I read to them that you are the head of this union. Then I tell, I tell them, do you know what it means to be the head of this union? It means responsibility. You are responsible for this person. Yesterday we had a we had, we had a wedding. I was telling I was telling the young man that have you seen her as she's come? She has eyebrows. Hey, I, yesterday's eyebrow it goes up like that, then it comes down. It's like a V turned upside down. So I told him, "Do you like it? Isn't it?" He said, "Yes, it's nice." I said, "Yes." So you have to maintain it. Not that, not that, not that. After after she's married you and you, he's, she, she's come under your leadership and your government. Now her eyebrows have become like a, the tail of a squirrel. Bushy. I said, can you see? Then I said, can you see her nails? She has nails. You should see the nails. Long. I hope she'll take them off before they go to bed. I mean, <laughs> She will need it. She will need nails. Not after she's married you, there are no nails. Because of your austerity measures in the house. Yes. Austerity measures. We can't do this. We can't do this again. We can't do this. I mean, sometimes you see some of the girls after they marry, it's so, it's so sad. Because this guy decided they've married a leech. Yes. So they've married a leech, someone who is rather drinking from them and taking everything from them. Even dress, they can't buy dress. Even dress, you see, even dress, to buy a dress, to go to a shop that I have bought myself a dress. She'll tell you, you'll be surprised. What I'm saying, we are laughing, but you'll be surprised. Someone will tell that it's been five years now since I bought myself a dress. Hey. Because of the austerity measures. Even if you say that, oh, but having said she can't buy a dress, but she can, she can see that there's nothing in the house. She can see she has sent. She's been brought up well. She can see that you don't provide, you don't earn, you don't work, you don't do anything. You just want manna to fall from heaven to eat. 
she can see, she can see. That is why she hasn't bought a dress for herself. If she really wants to buy a dress for herself, you won't eat. Yes. But every time you enter the house, where is the food? Where is food? Is there nothing today? Is there nothing? You don't even, you don't even know how food comes. Anyway, how did I get into this one? I don't know how I got into it, but. Yes. The people who eat, they eat all the time, but they don't know where the food comes from. And they don't know how much the food costs. They don't know how. They don't, they, don't, they don't even imagine that it's a cost in a bill. They just think it's as for food, dear. They'll be saying, oh, but this is London. Food is not expensive. I mean, it's food for me. Food. They just eat. They even place orders what they want. Without ever parting with a penny. Austerity. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you see, but a wise girl will have to adjust and she will adjust. She will just adjust and just flow. And say, this, this okay. It says. Even when you see her wig, it's like it was born in it was bought in 1972. It's as though it's as though she's not into fashion. It's like she, she doesn't like fashion. It's like, oh, she's a very simple lady. She's not a simple lady. So she's, she's simple. The head of the house is quite irresponsible. That is what has brought us. Yes. The governor. Guys, when we marry, we are the governors of the house. Now we are the governors. The governors. <laughs> <laughs> you are the governor of the house. Yes, the governor. It's under. She's now under your government. Can you see? Can you see, can you see our faces? You see, we've all run away from our government to come here. If you didn't, if you, you're not the one who ran away. Either your father who ran away or your grandfather who ran away, but somebody ran. Yes. I mean, where they run from, it's not like they've run to a place. The only thing better to where they've run to is leadership. Not climate. They've run from a better climate. Better fruit, organic fruit, organic. Organic fruits and organic food. They've left all. Chicken is what? Chicken is chicken, okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> they fled. I'm pointing out to you what they have fled from is leadership. It's leadership. They fled from leadership. Poor governance. Poor leadership. That's what they fled. That's what they fled from. When you see a woman running away from a home, she's running away from leadership. That this person's leadership is not good. This person's way of governing is not good. We can't. That's what you see. She's running away. You see, people, people have run away. Look, good weather, good climate. I mean, when, when you live there for a little while, even your hair becomes thick. 
people have run it. If you don't accept that, if look, don't look now, don't look now. But when we are sharing the grace, look, everybody has gone bald. Don't look now. I said, don't look now. And those who haven't yet are making the best of it before it falls out. It's like we know that this is going to go soon. So let me do everything I can do with it now. <laughs> Faustina, am I preaching something bad? I'm preaching something good. Yes. So, Anna to whom Anna. That's what you have to do. So now, back on track. Okay, back on, back on track to, to where to where we were, to where we were and how we are. So the first, the first thing, the first thing in honoring, when you are honoring someone, is to recognize the person. Recognize the person as who he is. Recognition. Failure to recognize, is a failure to recognize is dishonoring. Look at it right there. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Are you there? Recognition. To honor your father, you have to recognize your father. You have to recognize him as your father. Recognize is to be able to identify. You sometimes the person is there, but you can't. You don't. You can't identify. It's like you are not aware of who the person is. It's like I'm not aware that this is who it is. You know, I worked. I worked in a place many years ago. I worked in a place. It's. it's a, um, they were about. I mean, if I'm not exaggerating, about. 50 to 60 or maybe 100 in an open floor like that. So all our desks are everywhere. You know. But there was, this, there was this man. There was this man. If we were to start work at 9 o'clock, I would usually, just out of habit, I'll be there around 8.45 or 8.30. I'll be there. I mean, I'll be, I'll be in the office. I'll be there. But there was this man who would always pass by my desk and stop and say, Richard, how are you? And I'll say, I'm okay. Without even looking at him. Maybe I'll be looking at for something or doing something. I just say, I'm okay. I just look and say, say hi, yeah, I'm okay. Say, are you okay here? I say, well, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be wondering. I mean, look, we're all working here. Why are you checking on me? <laughs> yeah, that kind of attitude. That kind of attitude. And then he will be on his way to make himself a cup of coffee. And he will always offer me a cup of coffee. All the time. He did it all the time. You know, anytime I'm going to print a letter, anytime I'm going to print a letter, and I take the company's letterhead, and I put it in like this. There's a name underneath. There's a name. His first name starts with a J, and the second name is an M. He was a chief executive, so his name is right at the bottom. Chief executive there is with his degrees or whatever he is. And then, you know, you just put it in the printer, the printer letter, and then 
One day I was just chatting with one of the people around me and I said, so this guy, this guy, where, where is he? I mean, where, where, where is he? It's like, we don't see him here. We've been working here. I mean, where is he? Then he said to me, oh, don't I know who he is? I said, how can I know who he is? Well, where is he? Then he said to me, that come. By that time, everybody had come to work like this. So we're all there, you know. So he moved me a bit away from my desk. And then we stood. Then he said, look straight. You see, that was where I even discovered that there's an arrangement of the desks. And there's a desk in the middle. You can't miss it. He said, can you see the desk in the middle? I said, oh, yes, I can see it. That gentleman there in the chinos. I said, yeah, I know. I said, yeah, I see him every morning. He gives me a cup of coffee every morning. He said, he said, that's him. <laughs> he said, that's him. I said, you are not serious. He said, oh, that's him. That's him. He's the, he's the chief executive. He's the chief executive. It's an American company with branches. And they said, that's him. That's him. Say that guy, yeah. Because his name, his name was an American name. He said, that's him. No, that's him. I said, are you serious? So you can imagine the following day when he came. <laughs> I offered him coffee. <laughs> I said to him, I said, today, do you want me to get it? He said, well, sir, I can get it. They said, oh, no, 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 no. It's okay, it's okay. He will, he will just get it. See, by this time, the scales are falling off my eyes. Now I'm able to recognize, I've recognized who he is. So my attitude is different. When he is, he's approaching my desk now, I stop everything. Just in case he has something to say. Other times, I'll be looking for paper, I'll be looking for this, I'll be looking, I mean, checking printer, you know, those kind of things. You'll be, it's like you're busy turning on computer, you know, it's like you're doing something and then somebody is disturbing you. Now, when he comes, I stop. <laughs> <laughs> that is recognition you are, you've been able to identify who the person is you see when, when you don't know when you don't know who your father is when you don't know who your father is that's why when he's, when he's talking to you you're even walking off or you give, you give answers you talk back, you answer back you say all, all kinds of things. You can, you, can even, you can even take him on. You can even take him on and point out his deficiencies. As though he's ever claimed that he's perfect. You know, we attack people on things that well, they've never claimed for before. They've never claimed, people have never claimed that they are perfect. But we attack them as though they have said they are perfect. And he went out from thence, let's read the Bible, and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. Recognize where he's come to. He's come to his own country, his hometown. He's come to his hometown. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence has this man these things, and what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Okay. Then they started asking the question, is not this the carpenter? Is it instead of recognizing him as the Messiah or as a great person, the first ID they put on him is the carpenter. They said, he's the carpenter. 
It's like instead of seeing your father as father, the first thing you see of him is the person who never gave me money. The person who was not there. The, pe- the person who never bought me shoes. So, so it's like, is this not the guy who never bought shoes for us? Mommy, is this not the guy who never lived with us? Is not the guy who abandoned you when you were two months pregnant with me? Is this not the guy? Meanwhile, his name is Daddy. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph? So the, the, the next idea they are giving is that are his brothers and sisters not here? All this, all this is different from Messiah. It's different from the Lamb of God. It's different from, you know, if, if I read to you, if I read to you John's introduction of Jesus, he said, behold the Lamb of God that taketh away sin from this world. It's different from, it's different from this, this analysis of him. The carpenter, the brother, the brother of James, the brother of James and Judah and Simon. That is, it's, I mean, it's like, is he not one of these guys? We know him. We know the carpenter. Meanwhile, it's the Lamb of God. It's the Lamb of God. It's the Messiah. It's the Savior. But failure to recognize who he is forces you to give another image and ID to the person. You force something else on the person. This is who he is. And this is what he is. Anytime you change people's actual actual image or reputation or status whatever the anytime you change it your honor drops honor for them drops even a wife anytime you change how you are supposed to relate to a wife it, it just drops or a husband all of them, all of them deserve, all of them have come with a particular package. There's a package that husbands are supposed to give to wives. And the scripture says, love. You love her. You love her because it's not going to come naturally. That's what the Bible has instructed, that love your wife. Love beareth all things. And that's what the scripture has, has instructed. Instructed that respect your husband. It means that it won't come naturally. It means that all husbands are not going to do things that would make you naturally look up to him or respect him. So you have to obey the scripture and say, even though he is like some, some whatever in the house, the Bible says respect. The Bible says respect. No, verse 33 is what you are looking for. In case you are looking for a verse to show us. Verse Ephesians 5.33. Yes. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife as himself and the wife see to it that she reverence her husband. This is a summary of Ephesians 5. After all we've talked and talked to her husband, you know what? Love your wife. So when, when, you, when you love her, you will not be unfaithful towards her. You stay with her. You be with her. You will treat her well. You will forgive her. That is love. Every wife, respect. Respect, just respect him. 
Even though he didn't come with as much money as you thought. Yeah. Yes. Because you used to assess him by your birthday gifts. You forgot that it was once a year. So he will save. Ah, then he buy you some design or something. Then you say, wow, life is going to be beautiful. No, it's not every day. It's not every day. It's once a year. Oh. Yes. So when you ch- so when that thing changes from a husband to an unemployed person, or a husband to someone who can't change bulbs, because some husbands don't change bulbs. If you are waiting for them to change, the lights have gone off. Kitchen, bedroom. If you are waiting for them to change it. You, before that, you are in darkness. Half or three quarters of the house is in darkness, as though he can't see it. Look, some of the guys, eh, some of the guys, I'm not saying it, they are supposed to be like you. That's why I'm even using as an example. Some of the guys, eh, they, it's almost, they are almost as if they are your children. You have to even teach them. You have to even teach them nicely that, oh, darling, sweetheart, I don't know how, what you call him, golden fish. Can you change? Can you change this? The other day I was going to the kitchen. I hit my foot against the table. It hurt so much, darling. Can you change the light? If only I could see, I would have been okay. So ask him to change. Ask him nicely. Instead of saying that, so can't you see that the lights have gone off? Hey. Who is your marriage counselor? Some people, even, they even, some people even blast their husbands in the presence of their children. They will, bl- they will blast him and dress him down. Whilst the children are watching. You just have to pray that they are not learning it. Because one day when you hear they are also blasting their husbands somewhere. You should know. Why they learned it. But you see, when you, if you remember, this is my husband. Even though he's misbehaving, he's not doing well, but this is my husband. You remember Ephesians 5.33? It's okay, they say respect. So even out of respect, out of respect, if you are really boiling, boiling and boiling, out of respect, you have something to say to you. Just even pull him to the side. Say, Come, excuse me, excuse me. Say to the children, kids, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. of respect out of respect but when there is no respect then there there and then and then as you are dressing him down his value, his image who he is, his status is dropping in the eyes of, in your eyes and in the eyes of everybody watching one day when they also rise up against him you won't understand but it's your doing and your training. So when you sit somewhere, you are talking about your pastor. Talking about pastor, discussing pastor, saying anything about pastor. It's because you don't see pastor as the person you are supposed to see him as. Before you have been in the church for years, no matter what, you won't go. 
anywhere. You mean you are here? This is your church. This is, this, is your, this is your church. I was saying to somebody during the week that look, Apache members, they are the most faithful people you can ever see. You. I said, look, they are there. They are, I said, they are like, they are like, they, they, they are like, uh, if you like Catholics. It's like, this is our church. This is our church. Because the amount of pastors they've seen, they are here. You don't even have to worry to tell them that, hey, you people don't. They, I said, they are here. And I've come back again. You are here. I can see you. You are here. Uh huh. So, let me finish my point. I mean, thank you for being here. God bless you for being here too. God, may God bless. May God really bless you. May God give you new houses and new cars. And may your children serve God. And may your children love God. Yes, those of you who have been here and are here. May none of your children go wayward. Yes, may it be impossible for your child not to be a Christian and to serve God. It shall be impossible. Receive that blessing. Yes. You see, so I'm saying that you have been here. And then someone who is newer is coming, then you are just saying, because when you are in a place where you know you know things, good things, but I mean everywhere, everywhere has it, everywhere has it. Everywhere has it. You understand? You, you, you see that. When as you are, you are talking to the person, you are giving the person a new picture of who a man of God is or who a pastor is. And that suddenly the person also doesn't respect the pastor. And then the person is take, going to take away honor that is due from your training and from your talking. That's what I'm saying about a wife talking about her husband in front of children. It's a very bad thing. So you see, children, when you see it happening there, when you see it happening, put your shoes on very quickly and leave the house so you don't hear some things because you'll be affected. Yeah. Wilhelmina, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If mommy won't learn, mommy doesn't know what is right and what is not right. He says, just say, daddy, I'm going to buy fish and tips. Do you want some? Yeah. <laughs> and just go. Because some things you shouldn't hear. You shouldn't hear. You shouldn't see. <laughs> Recognition of a father. If you, the day you recognize the person as who is your honor, it's called Anna. It's called Anna. It's called Anna. It's called Anna. Yes, it's called Anna. It's called Anna. When you see your, when you see your pastor, you say, "Hey, Eddie, Eddie, how?" You see, he's not, he's not a title person. Give me a title or whatever. But when you call him Eddie, that moment you are taking from him something you could have given to him, which is respect and honor. He's Pastor Edmund, or Reverend Edmund, not Eddie. He's not your Eddie. His wife can call him Eddie or Ed. Okay. Or Ed Bay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, right. I don't know how she calls him. Right. What do you call him? Hmm? Hmm. I can't even hear what she says. She doesn't want me to say it, so she's not saying it. But don't mind her. Don't mind her. Don't mind this girl. Yes. 
Yes. So recognition. I just need to give you uh, one more. I hope you understand recognition. Yes. When you recognize someone as who he is, immediately things are different. Things are different. When you rec- if you can recognize, it's called Anna. You can recognize, it's called Anna. When you forget because you're angry, you're upset, it's called dishonor. You are dishonoring the person. Do you understand? No, I'm not saying the person has not done anything wrong. And we are talking about honor and dishonor. That's what I say. You pull us. You people, you. Can I use this example? Are you sure? You don't know what this is. You say I can't use it. You. I don't know. Are you sure I can use it? There are some things when you want to do, which is natural. Your body wants to do it. Don't you excuse yourself. Do you just stand there in the midst of everybody, the midst of everything, and then you just let it out? Excuse yourself. Excuse yourself. To the nearest possible location, isn't it? I mean, you find a way to, you know, maneuver, and then you've gone. And then when you are done, then you come back. Yes. Yes. I mean, when my wife was my beloved, she was my beloved from 1989. We married in 1993. So it means she was my beloved for four years. I honestly can't ever remember her saying to me that she even needs to we. But I remember I thought about it that, hey, this woman, doesn't she we? I, 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 if she did, I can't remember. But I introduced the rules. It's like, you know, some dainty human being that you have found. Yeah. Yeah. Just after you marry that you see that, ah, I mean, so we are all the same. <laughs> yeah. But you see, at least you do some things. There's something you, you comport yourself. Comport yourself. Yes. You see the prayer when it's coming, you cross your legs. It's like you have to hold it. You don't just let things up. You sound. And because I just were in church here now, the sounds. Sounds and smells. From different breakfasts and dinners. I mean, can you all relate with that? That you know that it has to come. You need it. But you try. You try. You try. You try. You go away somewhere. Then when you are done, then you come back. Isn't it? Yes. It even adds to your beauty. Ladies, it adds to your beauty. Don't be with your beloved or then you'll be spraying him all over the place. excited <laughs> young girls are you learning how to treat your husbands and the father of your children at home yes. recognition oh, I'm telling you 
When people fail to recognize, they start behaving like madmen. Second thing is listening. The way one, and so the second way you can honor your father is to listen to him. You listen. You listen to what he's saying. Because fathers talk, you know. Fathers can really talk. Fathers have things to say. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, they have, I mean, they have things to say. They have instructions to give. They give instructions. They can talk. They can tell you, change this, change that. So I say, we come to church, you say, oh, my father, you are my father. Father, this. You don't, you, you, you don't even understand what you are saying. That's why you are saying somebody is your father. Proverbs. Hmm. Are you coming along? Yes. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. My son, this is an instruction that has come. This is how fathers talk. Fathers have instructions. They don't, just, they don't just share lollipops. 90% of the time it will be instructions. So those of you like daddy, daddy, when you see your, your pastor say daddy, 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 hey daddy, daddy, you, do, do you even know what you are saying? Do you even know, do you even understand what you are saying? They say this person is your father. But you will listen to what he says. You will listen to what he says. You will see, you see him telling you, you see him telling you, you see him telling you that change your dress. Don't wear these clothes. Because some of the ladies, the dressing is, is, is unfortunate. It's, 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 it's an accident. The, 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 the dressing is catastrophic. Yeah. You talk about fashion. Since I was born, since I was born, there's always, there's always been a fashion that exposes the body since I was born. It's not a new thing since I was born. And there's always been decent people and indecent ones. There's always, they've always existed. If you think that exposing yourself means you are trendy, since I was born into this world over 50 years ago, there's, al- there's always been these two options. The ones that reveal parts of your body and the ones that cover you. It's always been there. It's always been there. There's always, there's always been girls who are a certain way and girls who are together. Decent, nice, like a lady. There's always, they've always existed. Always. Don't think that, don't think that is because we are old. What old? It's always been like that. It's always been like that. It's always been like that. You see people your mother's age, when you see what they are wearing, you don't even you are even wondering why why is auntie doing why why is auntie dressed like this? Auntie, why? No, my point is that it's not a new thing. It's not like when you are young, it means that you should reveal every part of your body. The part of your body is for your husband. It's not for the public. 
Those are things you should be wearing at home. Rather, when you get home, you are walking around like an Eskimo. Sit down, let me end the service. Sit down so I can end the service. Take your time, Bishop. There are things that is for it's for home. You are allowed to wear it at home. You should wear it at home. You should, I mean, home, home. You should seduce your husband at home. He should be, you should be seductive. Yes, through your dressing. And then when you come out, when you come out, as if you don't know any of these things, you only know praise the Lord. That's out. Yeah. That when you get into the house with hey. you and your husband, yeah. they say, Hey, come on, brother. Hey. What do you want to see today? Hey. <laughs> what type of movie do you want today? You're feeling hot. <laughs> Verse 10. So if you say you have a father, he'll be able to tell you, change how you dress, change it. And you'll say, Yes, please. Yes, please. Thank you, please. Thank you, please. Thank you, please. Hmm. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. This is another instruction from a father. That don't follow sinners. Wow. When they charm you, entice you, don't agree with their things. As you are serious in church, you want to serve God, then your friend in church or someone is trying to entice you charm you, lure you, lead you out of the church into, it's like Sunday's church, but the other days you can do anything that you like. He says that, don't agree. Don't agree. Don't agree. Your father has told you, don't wear makeup. Then you are saying, all your friends say that makeup is nice. To honor your father, you listen gladly and you obey gladly. You are even, you are even happy that he will speak. Look, one, of the, one of the great blessings in life is instructions. That you will even get someone to give you instructions, to tell you what to do. To tell you what to do. Yeah, to t- many of us, we don't have anybody to tell us what to do. And perhaps sometimes because of that we are affected because we are not used to people telling us what to do. So when you meet, when you are getting the good experience of someone telling you what to do, you feel the person is being, you know, intrusive. It's like, why? But that is the blessing. To receive instructions is the blessing. That's what you can, you can hear. My son, my son, my son, do this. My son, do this. My daughter, do this. Hmm. 
verse 15. My son. Don't you even like the way he, he is calling them, my son? My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. That is the sinners. In other words, don't move with them. Your friends actually define who you are. That's why you dress the same way. You talk the same way. You do the, you do the things the same way. Because that, that's what you like. That's what you have in common. Mm. My son, my daughter, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. Don't go on their road. You say, this is the road they are taking. Take another road. Are you going to listen gladly to fathers? Yes. The teachings of fathers. Let me give you one more. Yes. Mm. Okay. Okay, let me give you one more. Chapter 3 and verse 11. My son. Yes, it's there. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be wary of his correction. If you know God, God, he just shares things. One of the things that God does is correction. He corrects. He corrects. He corrects you. A real, normal, holistic relationship with a father would involve the blessings and the corrections. Some don't like the corrections. So they highlight the corrections, then they overreact. And then they lose a father and the blessing that God has given to them. They just overreact. It's like, why? And then my final thing for today. Why? The father's honor. So don't take, don't take away from your father audience that is listening to him. Listen to what he's saying. When he's talking, listen. When he says, don't marry this person, listen. Yeah. Yeah. He will have a reason why he says, don't marry this person. Hmm? I usually tell people, due to data protection, so I can't tell you everything about everybody, but this one, no. Yeah. Data protection. Hmm? Yes, we can't, we can't, we can't say everything. Or don't you know the pastor knows a lot about people in the church? At least I do. I oversee a lot of branches. I know a lot. I know things about a lot of people. But how can I talk? I can't see everything. How can I tell you everything? I can just say no. It's up to you to listen gladly or, or not. I can just say no. I can't give you reasons for everything. If you want to find, discover, go and discover for yourself. I'll be here. I'll, I'll be here. I have, I have tissues and handkerchiefs to wipe your face. I'll be, I'll be waiting for you. One 
lady, she was following a boy. A boy who has, gone, who has had a child with somebody else. And as I was talking to her, I even asked her, do you know that he has a child? She didn't know. I told her that he has a child. When, and we're talking in December and the child came in February. You see, I always remember this experience. The child came in February. February to December is like seven months after. She doesn't know and she's following him and he's sleeping with her. I said, do you know what she says to me? She says, she says, I, says I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know everything. I shouldn't talk. I should not, it's like, I should not talk to her about this thing again. I said, thank you very much. You will never hear. Yeah, I said, even my voice, not just, not just talk to you about this, but even my voice. If you hear my voice again, maybe it's a message or you are in the service and I'm preaching. Yeah. Stubbornness, stubbornness, stubbornness. Stubborn, you see them, stubborn, stubborn. I don't want to use the word stupid, but it's like thick girls. One lesson can hear. And we're all in the church. This guy is a very dangerous person, very, very dangerous guy. That's the child in February. Seven months down the line, he's sleeping with you all the time. You don't even know that he has a child. What type of person is that? And you are telling me, you are telling me that I should not talk again on this subject. I won't talk. Said my voice, eh? you will hear my voice. Either you are listening to podcasts or you are in a service and I'm preaching. But to get me like this, call you again. You are being in your dreams. The last time I was preaching and she was in the service, she stood up and she was saying that I'm a prophet. I just, I just said to myself, hey, something has happened to the girl. Yes. She stood up in front of everybody. She didn't hold back at all. She stood up in front of everybody. She said, you're a prophet. It's like, tell them. I said, hey. What has, what has, what has happened? What has happened? God has touched there. Yes. Yes. So I went to check that the guy she was advising me about what has happened. said, oh, I mean, he's left a long time ago. So she's seen that I was right. That's why she said, I'm a, that's why she said I'm a prophet. I said, I'm, I'm not a prophet. I'm bishop from Bishop Richard. I'm not a prophet. Don't, don't give me titles. <laughs> don't give me titles because you have discovered that you were a fool. Your folly, your folly doesn't make it, it doesn't mean prophetism. You were stubborn. I'm not a prophet. You were stubborn. It doesn't mean prophetic. It's like now Bishop is prophetic. He's entered into the prophetic. I was not, I was not prophesying. I was telling you what I know. That he has given birth. The child is almost about to walk. And you don't know. You say I'm a prophet. What is prophetic about this? You see, even the way I talk has changed because I feel prophetic. <laughs> okay, last point. Is that really time to close? Do you think I should give you one more? You sure? But it's time. 
You don't want to go home. Okay. <laughs> Forgive, I beg. <laughs> listen gladly, oh children. Listen gladly. Listen gladly. Listen well. Listen well and obey. When you say obey. Before you say we are prophets. He's not saying we are prophets. Say I, I was stubborn and God has healed me. Don't, don't give us titles to flatter us. Because as you can see, we are not flattered. Hebrews chapter 12. This will be a short one. A very, very short one. Hebrews 12, verse 8. That's why God said, if I be your father, where is my honor? In other words, when do you listen to me? When do you show me respect? I mean, where is it? If if you really say, I'm your father, where is my honor? Where is it? Because that's the proof that I'm your father. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? If I be your father, where is it? If daddy at home is your father, where is it? Your spiritual father, your fathers you have in the church, if they are fathers to you, where is the honor? Where is it? How do you see it? How is it shown? How is it shown? If something as simple, something as simple as no, no beloved doses, no, 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 don't follow that person. Wait. If something as simple, you can't obey. Hey. <laughs> or change your dressing. Yeah. Or pay your tithe. Yeah. Or come to church every Sunday. You can't be told. And you will listen in class. Well, pastor said, I should be coming to church. I said, I should be coming to church. You can't obey that. He said, He's your father. He's not your father. He's not your father. He's something else. He's something else. I beg you, I'm waiting for Hebrews 12, verse 8. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Mercy. But why did they move it to verse 9? Have I asked for verse 9? But are you shy of verse 8 or what? But if ye be without chastisement. I think whoever is there doesn't want me to read this verse again. So, verse 9. Let's read verse 9. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and gave and we, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? We have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. So, the last point here is a change of behavior. Obedience and change of lifestyle is a great sign of respect obedience a change of lifestyle it's a great sign of respect it's a change I won't change change I won't change it's a great sign of dishonor and disrespect stop I won't stop stop I won't stop great sign of disrespect and dishonor Fathers of the flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. We respected them for correcting us from the fathers. 
Father is respected. The change in lifestyle. Your lifestyle changes. Because in the church, when you have a father in the church, we expect the father in the church to lead you to become more spiritual. To lead you to become ministers. Yeah. 99.9 of the pastors I have here in the UK, they didn't join, they didn't join the church as pastors. They didn't even join the church from somewhere else. They were here. They were here. All of them here. As we have talked and fellowshiped and preached and taught by the grace of God, they have evolved and become ministers. Yes. They've changed their lifestyles. Some of them were drunkards. Some of them were fornicators. Maybe when you're preaching, maybe they don't say it. But some of them were, they were bizarre. Bizarre people. Bizarre people. Yes. Yes. There's been times that some, I, remember, I was talking to someone once, the person asked me, Why did you get all these people from? Because if they are to start sharing their testimony, you'll be frightened. You think you think you think you, you are doing bad things. You don't know people. Because now they have crosses around their necks. No. It's a change of lifestyle because God gave them a father. Yes, God gave them a father. They changed, they adjusted. But you don't know. You haven't seen something before. I have lady pastors. You know, bank holiday weekends, they go clubbing from Friday or Thursday. When they are coming out, it's Monday after the bank holiday. They just go out in between to buy crisps and coke and go back to continue. Yes. Today they are called LP. Yes, LP. Yes, help. So he says it helps. Helps. Me, I remember the story. So. You say you are wild. You're not wild at all. You're not wild. People enter. They enter Thursday night, knowing that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they are there. Monday is bank holiday. So they are there. When they are coming out, it's Monday. I don't even know what time Monday they came. I'll go and ask and come and tell you what time Monday they came out. Well, they came out Monday night or Monday afternoon or Monday morning. Come out dazed. But you see, they changed. The lifestyle changed. Lifestyle changed. They've changed their lifestyle because a father spoke to them. A father spoke to them. Not people, not people who are molesting you, then you are calling them fathers. That's not what I'm talking about. Those are predators. Those people are predators. Predators. People are molesting you, doing this. They take a picture of yourself, take a video of this place, send me a this. Thing. Those are pre- those are predators. They are they are predators. Those are not fathers. Those don't they don't even deserve a drop of your honor. You are supposed to expose them so that they so that they can be banished. Yes. Those are not fathers. Those are not the type of people. say anybody who has position of authority can tell you to do anything. They say, yes, that's a, a father. That is not a father. That's a predator, an evil and wicked person. Send a picture of this place. No, the picture is not clear. Your, your angle, change the angle, take the picture properly and send it. Those are evil men, evil men that you have met, evil, wicked men. 
then we leave them to God. Our punishment will be lighter. God. Yes. We leave them to God. You've become quiet. Yes. Before I leave, I just need you to see have a good picture of who a father is. It's a real father, a real spiritual father, a real minister that God has sent into your life. You see your life changing. Your lifestyle is changing. Not that you are being plunged deeper and deeper into sin. You see your lifestyle changing. You are becoming a better person. And you will become better people. God bless you. Stand to your feet and let's thank God. Pray for yourself. How many, of you, how many of you can see that you have fathers in your life? There's a father somewhere. Biological, spiritual. There's a father. There's something. Yes. I today want to pray for fathers. So pray for the, those fathers. Pray for great strength. Even if it means your biological father. Pray for him. Say a prayer for him. That's the way you want to honor him today. But pray for him. The Lord bless this person. Help this person. Give person grace grace. Pray for the fathers in your life. Speak a word of prayer, a word of blessing into their lives and over their lives. That God will bless fathers to be fathers, to be responsible fathers, to be strong fathers, to be fathers full of the Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Pray for fathers. Pray for fathers. Pray for fathers. Biological fathers. Fathers in the faith. Fathers in the ministry. Fathers who led you to Christ. Pastors. Pray for fathers. Matashi batolabatabaya. Papa liba kapa laba diba kapa laba hatayaya. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this great blessing and honor and privilege to be here on Father's Day. Thank you for what you have spoken to us about today. About fathers. Lord, I pray that you stretch out your hand and bless every father. Bless every father, everyone you have called out to be a father. Lord, let them be blessed. Let them be helped. Let them be real, proper fathers, oh God, in their homes, in the ministry, wherever you have placed them to be fathers. Strengthen their hand, oh God. Heal their mind. Heal their hearts. Save them from evil. Deliver them from evil, Lord. Let fathers be blessed on this Father's Day, O God. 
Let fathers be honored on this Father's Day. Let fathers be remembered, remembered, O oh God, on this Father's Day, O oh God. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you for your blessing. In the name of Jesus. While every eye is still closed and every head is bowed, today is Father's Day. The Father of heaven, the Father of all, he gave us his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Today, the Father's love, our Father in heaven, our God, his love is reaching out to you. Maybe somebody invited you to church today or you've been coming to church, but deep in your heart, you feel far from God. Now, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Very quickly, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Wherever you are, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. And I want Jesus in my life. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. Very quickly. Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again. I want to be saved. I want to go to heaven. I want my name to be written in the book of life. If you are here like that, just your right hand. We are close enough. And I'll pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. Lift up high so I can see you. God bless you. Lift up high so I can see. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to come to me right here in the front. Maybe I can't see you or you're somewhere. Come, you lifted up your hand. Come. Come to me. Come to the front right now. You want to give your life to Jesus. You lifted up your hand. You didn't lift up your hand. I thought I saw your hand. Father, thank you for your mercy. Come very quickly. If you're coming, come very quickly. prayer with me. Church, help us. Say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus who died on the cross and rose up on the third day. Say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. Father, now I pray for this dear one. Show him mercy. Cause him to be established in your house. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Put your hands together for him. Oh, give Jesus a mighty hand clap. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.